And welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. We're talking about Antifa on this uh, broadcast today. And so far, we, you know, Joe Biden in the debate said that Antifa was an idea. Now, again, he's he's quoting the FBI director, Ray, um, and because Trump has said that we got to do something about Antifa. So the left wants you to believe that Antifa is just an idea. It's not an organization. It doesn't have a leadership. Well, that's just simply not true. It doesn't under that Antifa umbrella, but it does under other umbrellas. And there is a tie directly to refusefascism.org. And as I mentioned, the guy that is uh, one of the leaders of Refuse Fascism, his name is Andy Z. And Andy Z, he's the organizer of Refuse Fascism. I'm going to play a little bit of audio from him in here in just a second. But to understand who this, these people are, to understand where Refuse <clears throat> uh, Fascism came from, uh, it is a radical, radical left-wing organization devoted to promoting na nationwide action to remove President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. That's its sole purpose. So they're using these Antifa kids as useful idiots, and they're falling right into it. And refuse fascism comes from the Revolutionary Communist Party. So. Um, maybe that's where we need to start putting the attention on. Go back and look at the Revolutionary Communist Party, and then maybe we start seeing, because the Revolutionary Communist Party is, well, they've come out and endorsed Biden for president. And the Rev Bob Avakin, chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA, has endorsed Joe Biden for president. Mr. Avakin, who has led the party since 1979, says he doesn't particularly like Mr. Biden, but that electing him is a necessary for the overthrow of the system as the fundamental solution to continuing hor horrors this system causes for the masses of humanity. Did you hear that? So the revolution, the Communist Party USA, the Revolutionary Communist Party USA is endorsing Joe Biden because he's the best avenue to overthrowing the system. The system is our self-governing. This is from, uh, let's see, where did I get this from? The Washington Times, where they did a story, Communists Approved Biden for President. The system, quote unquote, is our self-governing republic with its constitutionally guaranteed rule of law, property rights, the freedom of religion, speech, press and assembly, and free market economics. All of this has produced the freest, most prosperous, and most generous nation in history. It's got to go. That's who's endorsing Biden, by the way. And the article goes on, the street mobs of Black Lives Matters and Antifa, plus the radicalized progressives around Mr. Biden want to saddle America with central state socialism that looks a lot like communism. So Mr. Avakin's endorsement shouldn't be that surprising. Again, this is from the Washington Times. In contrast to America's leadership of the free world, communism has killed more people and created more misery than any other ideology. The death toll alone from communist regimes during the 20th century is at least 100 million. This is from the Black Book of Communism. So the Communist Party USA, the revolutionary Communist Party USA, has endorsed Biden. The revolutionary Communist Party USA created the organization or an offshoot of their organization called Refuse Fascism. Their website is refusefascism.org. The leaders of that party or that group 
is using Antifa to cause all of this mayhem. This, this is what is at stake, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot allow Biden to win the election. If we allow Biden to win the election, we give more, we inch closer to what this group, RefusedFascism.org, wants, which is the Communist Party. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to play about a three-minute cut. This is an introduction of Andy Z at uh, a, 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 a function that they sponsored. And it's April 27, 2017, in New York City. It's sponsored again by U.S. It's sponsored by Refuse Fascism. Now, Andy Z is a spokesperson, uh, Revolutionary Books in New York City, and one of the co-initiators of Refuse Fashion. So you're going to hear the introduction of him, and then you're going to hear him speak. I'm going to let it's about three minutes, so bear with it. This is going to give you a pretty good idea who these people are and why this is important to know this and how that it ties into Antifa. If I can get this to play, so we yeah, she's working here just a minute. There it is. Last presentation, and we are going to hear from the spokesperson for Revolution Books, which is the intellectual and cultural center of a movement for an actual revolution right here in this country. At the heart of Revolution Books is the new communism that has been developed and forged by Bob Abakian, the chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party, and this bookstore features a wide range of books on philosophy, science, novels, poetry, the arts, history, and more from all around the world. And our next speaker, in addition to being the spokesperson for Revolution Books, is also a co-initiator of this movement, together with others, of refused fascism. Join me in welcoming Andy Z. Fascism in America. Could it happen here? Yes. Is it happening here? Yes. The call to action of refuse fascism begins. The Trump-Pence regime is a fascist regime. Not insult or exaggeration. This is what it is. What is the danger that the Trump-Pence government poses? Nothing less than the fate of the planet and humanity as we know it. This regime has already taken measures which, if allowed to continue much longer, will have devastating effects on the environment. Deadly impact that could take decades to undo if, and that is a big if, repair would even be possible. And should the regime be able to carry out their full plan, the result would be catastrophic. This is not the worst of it, even as, even as it is ethically suspect to quantify just which of the many horrific measures that this regime is taking is actually worse. Nevertheless, the call to action from refused fascism says, quote, because Trump has his finger on the nuclear trigger, the Trump-Pence regime is more dangerous to the world than Hitler. We must be clear, the Trump-Pence regime has already brought the world closer 
to nuclear war than any time in the last 80 years, according to those who set, who set what is called the doomsday clock. They say it is now two and a half minutes to midnight. So there you have it. <clears throat> so they call, they call this administration a regime. A regime. Uh, that's, that's buzzwords for them to get their base riled up, by the way. Because if you go look at what is uh, fascism, it's a regime, right? It uses that word. So they're using that word too. Notice he also say it is what it is. Some of you may have picked that up and are thinking, wait a minute, Trump said that too. Ooh, this was done. This was recorded June 14th, 2017, roundabout. Uh, it was posted on is a YouTube link on June 14th, 2017, long before the pandemic, long before Trump made his is what it is comment. And then notice also, again, this is in June of 2017. They're trying to say that Trump is a dangerous man with his finger on the trigger of nuclear buttons and is going to cause and could lead to world destruction. This is three years now. Trump was just nominated by three different entities for a Nobel Peace Prize for the peace that he's brought in the Middle East. Three years since this this numbnut professor or bookstore owner, whatever he is, radical leftist communist. <clears throat> and there's not been any wars from President Trump. But do you think that matters to them? Absolutely not. It doesn't matter to them because they are so far radical leftists that they see that this this administration's got to go because they don't. It's not about Trump now. Trump is he's the symptom of the cause, right? It's about a communist control of America. So Antifa are communists. Antifa is led by communists. It goes right back to World War II. It goes right back to the rise of Antifa in the 30s, which was out of the German Communist Party against Hitler's fascism and Mussolini's fascism. They're being played. Antifa is more than an idea. Antifa is a dangerous entity. It is a dangerous idea, and it is being led by the Communist Party USA. That is who has the reins of power of Antifa. The revolutionary Communist Party is what is funding Antifa. It is who is leading Antifa. It is who is organizing Antifa. You can go to their Refuse Fascism website, and you could see it right there. It's got all the, the where I mean, it's got what fourteen cities where they've got protests coming up on August third. Watch the news, watch those cities. I'm gonna put this in the show notes again: New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, Detroit, Honolulu, Houston, Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, St. Louis, Washington D.C. They got the times: either two p.m., three p.m., four p.m. One of in the one in Honolulu is 10 a.m. It's a beautiful morning in Honolulu. That makes sense. So uh, watch them. If you're in one of those cities, you're going to see an Antifa rallying group. This is led by the Communist Party of the United States. This is led by the revolutionary Communist Party. Antifa are communists. Now, those those kids you see dressed in black and all that, <clears throat> they're just useful idiots. 
they're just following the trend. They think it's cool. Communism's cool. You know, young and stupid. I'm on the left. Finally, when I grow up, I get some sense and I get a lot more conservative or I get closer to the right. This is who Antifa is. So, so Joe Biden, it is more than just a simple idea. And it is also a dangerous idea. They want to turn our country into a communist country. Now, here's the thing. Oh, Mr. Andy Z here, right? Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director Kathy Rankin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you? If you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You you're going to love this workshop. And disease, one of the leaders, one of the organizers, for refusefascism.org. Andy Z is also one of the leaders of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. Andy Z has been caught on tape through Project Veritas, speaking of using Antifa, being part of the Antifa group, talking about George Soros' money, talking about Tom Steyer's money. So refusefascism.org is the current leader of Antifa. Antifa is an arm of RefuseFascism.org, which is an arm of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. So Andy Z, go back to my Bulgaria um, analogy, right? The building. What, what apartment do you think Andy Z would get in this new communist America? Oh, I guarantee you Andy Z would get a corner apartment with a stunning view. Because remember, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. I'll put all this in the show notes so you can follow it and you can see all these, um, uh, <clears throat> the, um, uh, the, the links, the websites, and you can kind of piece this together yourself. Don't take it just from me. Please do your own research on this if this is something that interests you. If I'm wrong, if I'm off on anything, please email me too because I would like to correct it and I would like to learn more if you have more to add to this because I'm doing a quick cursory search this morning when I started thinking about uh, that comment that Biden made at the debate about Antifa being an idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, follow the money. There's always a money trail because these things do not happen in a vacuum. So if you have more information, please email me at at the PBL podcast uh, at gmail.com. Again, the PBL podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on the website, the PBL podcast.com. So with that said, <clears throat> let's move on to a story that I touched on yesterday. I want to kind of talk a little bit more about it. And, you know, where is it going to go? We really don't know. This is from Just the News, John Solomon's um, site, which is fantastic, by the way. So bookmark Just the News. 
Com. Uh, and I, I referenced this yesterday and also the second half of the second segment. So I'm doing it again. So I'm not, probably not doing this a lot of justice, but this is one to watch. Uh, I, you know, what will come of it? I don't know. But here, U.S. Intel referred Clinton campaign to FBI alleging it concocted Russia collusion story. So U.S. intelligence believe Clinton plot to stir up a scandal was a means to distract the public from her use of a private email server. So this happened during the election. Uh, you know, Comey came out <clears throat> and, you know, said they're investigating Clinton, blah, 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 right? Because of the email servers and all that kind of stuff. So what happened was Clinton now is starting to freak out. So she's got to get this off the press. She's got to do something about this because, you know, can't have Trump winning. Because here's what was happening behind the scenes that we don't see. Uh, the Clinton campaign, by the way, is one of the worst ran campaigns I've ever seen. Um, Biden's campaign maybe is beating her, but they're pretty much tied for being just horribly ran campaigns. The Clinton campaign, the campaigns, the way it works is they had a lot of internal data you and I don't see. They do a lot of internal polling. So they had to have seen that the um, certain areas were leaning towards Trump. They had to have seen it. But they don't want they're not going to come out and say that to anybody because then it would show oh, I can't show people that there are people that actually want to vote for Trump. No, I've got to I've got to demonize this guy. I got to minimize this guy. I cannot allow this guy to get any kind of traction. So I'm not going to show my polls. I'm going to take my polls and strategically plan my actions. Both sides do that. You got Trump who comes out often. It says uh, we've got numbers that show different, show different. Well, they do. Everyone does. Now, are they biased to internal polling? You know, it depends on who the campaign hires. If campaign hires yes men or yes women in Hillary Clinton's case, then those polls may not be accurate. And they're, the candidate's getting a false sense of security. That may have been what happened in Clinton's campaign. Now, <clears throat> with Biden, I think the same thing's happening because I think the, there's that campaign behind the scenes is full of these cocky, smug, far left, um, um, you know, elites, academics that they just think they're right and they can't believe anybody would vote for Trump again. Anyway, look at how bad he's been. That's the same mistake Hillary Clinton made. So anyway, this director of national intelligence uh, sent a letter to Lindsey Graham on September 29th in 2020. And in, in, in the letter, he mapped out, and this is John Ratcliffe, he mapped out that basically Hillary Clinton was needing to take some heat, and I'm paraphrasing all of this, some heat off of the investigation of her emails. So she, want, she approved the story of the Russian collusion hoax. She didn't come up with the story. It's not saying that. It's saying that she approved the story of the Russian collusion hoax. So since she approved the story, they actually move forward. So here from the letter from John Ratcliffe, here are the bullets. In late July of 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russia intelligence analysis alleging that U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and the Russians, hacking of the Democratic National Committee. Now, I'm going to pause here. Well, let me finish the last sentence and I'll get back to that. The IC does not know the accuracy of this allegation or the extent to which the Russian intelligence analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication. OK, the, I, the, the thing is here, <clears throat> the hacking of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC never let the FBI look at their computers. We don't know what happened there. 
We don't know if they were hacked. We don't know if it was a phishing. We don't know anything because the DNC wouldn't let the FBI see it. But let me go to the next bullet. And again, he, he right here it says the IC does not know the accuracy of the allegation. Okay, they, that's right in there. So, you know, this is, again, an allegation. So I'm not saying this actually happened because we don't know, but this is a letter that was sent to Lindsey Graham in, um, oh, when, <clears throat> when was it? September 29th. Or I'm sorry, no, it was sent in 20 right before the 26th i don't have the date it was uh declassified september 29 2020 so it was sent to i'm trying to look for a date don't have the date on it sorry about that but anyway the, the second bullet according to the handwritten notes former central intelligent intelligence agent director cia john brennan subsequently briefed president obama and other senior national security officials on the intelligence including the alleged approval by hillary clinton on july 26 2016 of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify donald trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by russian security services so this is alleging that obama knew Obama knew. The third bullet on September 7, 2016, U.S. intelligence officials forward an investigative referral to FBI Director James Comey and Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok regarding U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a mean of distracting the public from her use of a private mail server. <clears throat> so, you know, this again is from John Ratcliffe, Director of National Intelligence. It's been un declassified on September 29th, just a couple days ago, 2020. It, it was also sent to Diane Feinstein, Marco Rubio, Mark Warner, Adam Schiff, and Devin Nunes. And of course, everybody has this now. So <clears throat> what's going to happen? You and I both know what's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. It should happen. People should be held accountable for this. Because if this is true, and again, this is not rock solid evidence that it is true. But if this is true, think about that. They spied on a private citizen, Donald Trump, who was running against them. Hillary Clinton was no longer in the government, right? She was not the Secretary of State when she ran for president in 2016. But obviously, she was still colluding with Barack Obama. Now, that makes sense. They're both in the same party. Remember, Barack Obama, was he wanted Hillary Clinton to run. He didn't want Joe Biden to run. And if Joe Biden had run in 2016, my opinion is he would have won. But Barack Obama wanted Hillary Clinton to run, probably because two peas in a pod. <clears throat> they probably had things on each other. Barack Obama is crooked up to his eyeballs, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't believe that, you're not paying attention. Obama is corrupt as corrupt can be. But E, wait a minute. There are there were no no scandals in his administration. No, no, that's just simply not true. There may have been no scandals reported in his administration, but you and I both know there were scandals. One is the um, <clears throat> the gun running scandal. I forget what they call that. But you know, people were killed. So what that scandal was, if you recall, is we were selling guns to drug cartels and those guns got into the wrong hands and uh, a U.S. agent, I think it was a border agent, was killed. Was it Crossfire Hurricane, I think? Or was that the one, was that the scan, was that the thing against Trump? But 
yeah, there were scandals and there was corruption. It's just our media is so corrupt in the United States, our, our mainstream media, that they completely ignore all this stuff. What I just found out about Antifa and um, <clears throat> the Communist Party, the Revolutionary Communist Party USA, and the whole refusefascism.org thing, anybody could find that. But our media refuses to do its job and inform the American public of what's really happening. And it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for me. We, this, I mean, what would our country look like if we had an honest media? What would our country look like if they reported on the shenanigans of the Clinton family? And I mean the whole family, too. Yeah, even Chelsea Clinton, she's starting to, you know, take on the mantle of her mother and do some uh, stupid, nefarious shit as well. And and again, I'm not going to get into Webb Hubble's daughter in this episode, maybe another episode. <clears throat> but look at Bill Clinton. I mean, this man made a, got a $500,000 paid speech engage, engagement uh, with the Russians while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. And immediately or soon afterwards, we a big sale of our uranium was sold to a Russian company. Where is our media? Why isn't this blasted from the rooftops? And if it was, you wouldn't have as many of these useful idiots that are Democrats, not even leftists, just Democrats that just regurgitate the party line. I mean, let's go to I'm a, I'm a few minutes. We'll take a few minutes to delve into the media and how they are just useless in this country. Let's look at the Breonna Taylor case. When that first happened, that first shooting first happened, what did the media report to us? They reported that uh, there, the, the police went to the wrong door. They reported that Breonna was sleeping. All of that was not true. And they didn't report all the connections Brianna Taylor had to the boyfriend who was the, the former boyfriend who was the drug dealer. They didn't report to us that Brianna Taylor had a rented car that somehow a dead body wound up in the trunk. They didn't report to us that the police had actually a no-knock warrant with Brianna Taylor's name on it. They were at the right house. Brianna Taylor was awake. She was in the hallway. They didn't report to us that Brianna Taylor was seen because she had been cased by the police or investigated by the police, seen at the drop house, the drug house that her former boyfriend was using to sell his illegal drugs. They didn't tell us any of that. It's all just recently come out. And I'm not dogging on Breonna Taylor. Her death is a tragedy. It should never have happened. You know, my opinion on the whole Breonna Taylor case is you legalize drugs, those kind of incidences go away. We don't have that problem anymore, but that's, you know, I did that on another show. I don't want it. But you look at the media right now in our country, they are absolutely useless, just useless. Now, often I hear people defund the media, defund the media. And somebody will say, well, you can't defund the media. Absolutely, you can defund the media. Turn them off. Stop listening to them. Do you know every media outlet has a podcast, ABC, NBC, all those? Thousands of people listen to those. That's how you defund the media. You turn those off. You turn off the a ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News even, right? You turn those off. All the news you need is online. We don't need them anymore because they sure aren't helping us out. You look at this, what I just read to you about Hillary Clinton. Did you see that on the mainstream media? Was that anywhere? John Solomon, he, I mean, 
he's an all uh, alternative media site where you actually can get some news. And there are tons of them like that. Now, you got to learn how to read through the minutiae because we're all human. We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. But it, it, it's all there if you want it. We just have to tune them out, the mainstream media, and start finding information on our own. But, but, don't believe anything you don't know to be true or don't verify to be true. You should always verify information. And again, one of the tricks, one of the tips that I give often, if you're reading an article, regardless of who it's from, alternative news sources, mainstream news sources, whoever it's from, always read the last few paragraphs. Always. Because in those last few paragraphs just might be where the real story is. Again, if you hadn't heard this before, the reason I say that is when I was in college, I had a professor who was a PR manager for a major firm. And what she taught us was that all those press releases that their company puts out and other companies that she's worked for as the PR manager, all the bad news is in the last few paragraphs. And the reason all the bad news or the real news is in the last few paragraphs is because most people are too lazy to read the whole article. So a lot of these articles that you're getting, such as like the New York Times expose on Donald Trump's tax returns, was this long article with a ton of minutiae in the middle because they wanted to wear you out so you didn't get down to the bottom where it told you they don't really have any real facts. They're just, you know, they got sources that we can't tell you who they are because we don't want to, you know, damage our sources or, yeah, we, we don't want to show you the documents. So not, that's not necessarily that article, but a lot of articles do that. So always, always read the last few articles. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Uh, Antifa is more than just an idea. As we have learned, it is a part and arm of the Communist Party, the Revolutionary Communist Party of the USA. I'll put all this in the show notes. Do your own research. Find out. Be informed so you're not sucked in to one of these useful idiots propaganda piece where they're trying to tell you that we are a fascist country when we simply are not. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Please visit us on our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link because we're growing really fast on there. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can catch me on Twitter and TikTok somewhat. But, you know, they're shadow banning me, so I've kind of slowed down on my TikTok. We'll see what happens if they take me off a of shadow ban. I'll continue. If not, I'm not sure I want to stay on the platform. Anyway, again, thanks for listening. Woody, any parting wolves? Woody says wolf. That was a wolf. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.